is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to your Sunday night recap for Fantasy Week 11. Kind of a kind of a weird week, I would say. What was your favorite game of the day, fellas? Favorite game of the day? Broncos, Chargers. This is Philip Lindsay. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Start of the week. I'll take uh, Carolina, Detroit. I thought that was a fun game. Heath. Yeah, I'll go with uh, Detroit. Carolina because Kenny Galladay was phenomenal and helped me beat you in the FFT league. <laughs> Jeez. You know. Dumbest, dumbest, dumbest coaching decision of the day. What? Of Ron the Rivera. day or of the year? No. Oh, I thought Frank me. Frank I thought something I did in the FFT league. Going for two? No, it was a great decision to go for two. How was it a great decision to go for two? Because Graham Gano had already missed an extra point in a field goal and he was all, like, they could have won that game. What's wrong they with going for two? They had three timeouts left and a minute to go. There was no smart move about that. Uh, what's the best case scenario? You get the ball back with like 35 seconds left in your own territory? With Graham Gano needing to kick the game with a field goal? Overtime. Yeah, Gano nails the, the extra team. point. And so you what, the, to, what do the timeouts oh, matter? I don't know. Because if Detroit gets the ball back, with, what do you mean with 35 seconds left? They wouldn't have 35 seconds They would have left. had a minute left. You'd make a terrible head coach. Who has? Wait, who had three timeouts? Detroit. Oh, I thought you meant Carolina had three timeouts. No. All right, my favorite game was Pittsburgh-Jacksonville. What a wild ride. Jacksonville's not making the playoffs. Wahoo. First segment on today's show. Who on earth is Gus Edwards, and where on earth did that very smart gentleman go to college? Well, I mean, it's obvious who Gus Edwards is. He went to school in New York. Uh, he was a star at a Long Island high school. Went to college at Rutgers and uh-huh. dominated college football at Rutgers. Uh, before and Rutgers. And went to the NFL. Yeah. He's a Miami guy and he had a great game. He went to Rutgers. He is, uh, yeah, he, first Miami that he is unowned. 17 carries, 115 yards and a touchdown against the Bengals. His next Four opponents are just juicy matchups. Oakland at Atlanta at Kansas City and Tampa Bay. But what do you guys think about this Ravens running back? Did he just take the job from Alex Collins? So I found my new Bryce Brown. Best running back in University of Miami history? Yeah, or something like that, yeah. (laughs) Uh, John Harbaugh loves him. He was talking him up after the game as being a north-south runner, and they've been waiting all year for a guy like that. So, uh, just I, I think they're looking for any excuse to put Alex Collins on the bench, and now they've got one. Now, a, a younger yeah, let's go let's go trade for a running back too. That that makes a lot of sense. A younger, um, I, I, well, they gave up a no. seventh round pick in Never like twenty sixty. Um, in uh, in full disclosure, and and Heath and Dave can attest to this. Um, I nearly made Alex Collins the start of the week, and uh, when he yeah. scored that touchdown in the first quarter, I was like, oh, I'm going to regret this. I should have went with Alex Collins. I'm glad I didn't go with Alex Collins. No. He didn't do much after that. Yeah, Should have so gone with Gus Edwards. Edwards had 17 carries, and Collins had seven for 18 yards and a touchdown. And, again, they have Oakland next week. Uh, I guess we'll talk about it on, on Tuesday. But, yeah, your, your thoughts on, on whether or not yes or no, Gus Edwards is the best running back to own next uh, going forward for Baltimore. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And how about those young wide receivers? It's our second segment today. So some young guys, Cortland Sutton, Christian Kirk, DJ Moore, Kiki Cutie, and Traquan Smith. Huge games. And in ownership percentage, if they're sorted by ownership percentage, it's Sutton won. Not all of them had huge games, but they all had good games at least. Sutton had three catches, 78 yards. Traquan Smith, 10 for 157 and a touchdown. 
Christian Kirk, three for 77 and one on a t- on four targets. DJ Moore, seven for 157 and a touchdown. And Kiki QT, five for 77 yards. Both he and Sutton, they had 78, 77 yards. They both led their teams in receiving. Sutton's the most owned. QT is the least owned. Heath, how would you rank those five young guns? I'm going to put Traquan at the top. And there was a point in that game where it's like, oh, no. Traquan is about to MVS us because Drew Brees just was not looking his way. He was throwing to everybody except for Traquan Smith. And then it all turned around, and he was phenomenal. So I'll, I'll go Traquan. I'll go. I'll go Cortland Sutton too. Okay. Anything else, or are you just stopping there? I don't want to hog all the airtime. I'd let the rest of the Everybody other guys can, rest. Okay. His son's already owned in eighty-eight percent of leagues, so I don't know what good it does to rank him when he's not really all out right, there. Just for very fun. Many just for fun, Dave Richard. I want to know who you like best rest of season. I'm also going to amend my statement and say DJ Moore is number one. <laughs> oh, really? All right. Moore one, Smith two, Sutton three. Finish it out. Who's four and five? QT and Kirk. I'll take, uh, I'll take Smith one, QT two, Moore three, Sutton f- doesn't count, and Kirk five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course Sutton counts. I'm not talking about who we picking what, up on waivers. In the 12 percent of leagues that's out there. I don't care about waivers. I care about rest of season. Why is you the, don't care? I think that waivers. Dave and Heath have really butchered this segment. Jamie, can you just rank these five guys rest of se- rest of season for me? I'll take Smith one, Moore two, Sutton three, Kirk four, QT five. Okay, that wasn't so hard. Everybody's got a different number one, I think. Uh, or maybe not. I don't I forgot. No, Dave and Jamie both have Traquan Smith number one. Heath had DJ Moore number one. Do you think any of these guys Sutton? Well it depends when you asked him. First he had Traquan number one. Sutton, Traquan Smith, Kirk, DJ Moore, Kiki QT, do you think any of them are reliable week to week starters? I'm gonna play Traquan Smith every time he's at home. Especially Thursday night. Against Atlanta. Yep. Easy peasy matchup. It's, it's the same thing I said when he was uh when we talked about him as the first week of his waiver wire stuff, he's going to be a difference maker for you when he plays at home. And that's played itself out two of the three home games, but he scored in all three of them. As for DJ Moore, I think a lot of this has to do with the matchup against Detroit. We said all week that their pass defense was terrible. Uh, Carolina's got Seattle next week. I think that's going to be a little bit harder on their pass catchers. But then they've got Tampa Bay. So I like the idea of grabbing DJ Moore now and planning on using him two weeks from now, not one week from now. But Moore scored that touchdown on Slay, right? Yeah. I mean, the route he ran on that play and the play he made, not on the play he scored, but the long play after the catch. Yeah. He is that's so that's much he better than Devin Funches. Yes, that's true. Oh, that's not even a comparison anymore. Yeah. Funches had a really terrible game. He had a bunch of drops. Uh, well, so, you know, obviously more we like better than Funches now, and I assume we like QT better than Demarius Thomas. Who? Yeah, exactly. I think you have to, yeah. Exactly. Who? I, I think, Demary who? am I crazy for liking Cortland Sutton the most on this list? I feel like he'll be the most consistent. He has the most upside, I think, consistently week to week, because Traquan will be dependent on probably game script at home more so than on the road, as we've seen. Uh, more as we also have seen, you know, in his last four, two great games, two games where he was disappearing. Like one was against Tampa Bay. Um, and then, you know, Kirk is kind of, I think, a little bit of a victim to what the, the quarterback situation can be. And QT is not going to, I think, be um, 
this is probably what what QT is. I think maybe QT might be the most consistent, but I think upside play is is probably Sutton. But he's just he's stuck with that terrible quarterback. Yeah. Their well, next five games are tough too. Pittsburgh at home, at Cincinnati, at San Francisco. No, these are good. Tough. The other after Pittsburgh, Cleveland at home. Good. Yeah, but Pittsburgh stuff. I don't think Cincinnati stuff. On the road at Cincinnati, I think could be tough. I don't know. Cincinnati's dreadful. At San Francisco, then Cleveland, at Oakland, and then for Traquan Smith. If we think he's mostly just somebody to start at home, he's got Atlanta on Thursday and then three straight road games at Dallas, at Tampa Bay, at Carolina. Dallas uh, could be interesting just because, again, surface. Yeah, Dallas uh, yeah. could could win the division at this point. Um, all right. They will. Email of the day is from Tony in northwest Indiana. Subject line, idiot morons of the week. And Dave, it's me and you. Adam and Dave made me actually yell at the radio in my car on Saturday when they couldn't figure out why an emailer referred to Heath as Glenn Fry. He sings, the heat is on. Or, as Adam says, the heath is on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was bad. That was stupid. I accept that. Idiot moron. That is us. Uh, P.S. Black licorice and black jelly beans are the worst. Who likes them? Adam should do a Twitter poll. Who lost their candy bet this week? You. You're <laughs> the only one, kid. Wait, uh... Heath, what was yours? <laughs> <laughs> what was yours? Heath? Mine there? was that Jared Cook would have 50 yards or a touchdown, and he scored a touchdown like 30 seconds into the game. Yep. No drama, no stress, no sweat for you. Okay, well, right oh. now, Dak Prescott is 15th with four quarterbacks left to play. Including Goff so you're going to need Mahomes and Goff to really stink. You, you need them to miss the game. Cole Beasley, man. Cole Beasley should be eating this Butterfinger, not me. He dropped the touchdown. Dak should have had a good game on this one. Uh, the big news. Alex Smith broke his leg uh, 33 years to the day of Joe Theismann's broken Amazing. leg. Yeah, very unfortunate. And now it's Cole How old is Alex Smith? 34. Oh, I was going to say, is he 33? That'd be amazing. I think he's 34. <laughs> uh, Jameis Winston replaced Ryan Fitzpatrick. and I saw that one a mile away. Yeah, he would have been a good FanDuel contrarian play, James Winston. Um, they didn't announce that he's starting next week, did they? No, they but it's to. gonna happen. We, we've already seen this exact scenario play out twice already this season with Tampa Bay. Yeah, but it's a little different now because they're not making, they have nothing to play for, and if he gets hurt, they're guaranteed, they're guaranteeing him $15 million next year. It's the only hesitation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he's 25% owned and his upcoming schedule is great. Marcus Mariota left with an elbow injury and, you know, looked like the same kind of thing that was bugging him last time. He was flexing his hand. I don't, I don't know if specifically, but that was bad. Yeah, um, the Titans official website said they believe it's the same thing. Okay. We could, in week 12 of the 2018 season, have Matt Barkley, Colt McCoy, and... Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert, mm-hmm. starting... For NFL teams. And Nick Mullins. I wouldn't put Nick Mullins in that category. <laughs> okay. You can Car- do that in 15 years. Yes. Carrion Johnson left with a knee injury and, uh, might, they haven't really announced anything, but it might be a bad one. So they, uh, they, NFL they Network care. said that it's not an ACL. The Detroit Free Press threw shade at the NFL Network saying that the NFL Network gets things wrong on the Lions all the time. Oh. And they, think it could be serious. So MRI Monday, we'll find out. Doug Martin hurt his ankle, and DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard both had double-digit carries. All three of those guys had about 10, and they ran well. Uh, O.J. Howard left with an ankle injury late in the fourth quarter. Mike Evans fell on a ball in the end zone. Why didn't I get credit for that? 
in my league. It's an offensive fumble recovery for a touchdown. Your commissioner should allow that. In well, my leagues, you get points for that. Tell that to Jamie. Two QB league, uh, Jamie. I want credit for that. Okay. Thanks. I'm going to fight you on it. Winners and losers. Heath, why don't you start with your winners and your losers? You've got, uh, well, first your winners. Jameis Winston, 25% owned. He's a winner for you. I just want to go back and say that two QB league is the same league where you've already dropped Marlon Mack and Jamie <laughs> gave him back to you. So if Jamie gives you the Mike Evans touchdown as well, we're going to have a serious investigation into your relationship. <laughs> um, okay, that's fair. So you know what, Jamie, I'm nine and one. Humble brag. You could you could let it go. Uh, Jameis Winston, how much faith do you have in this really turnover prone quarterback who should have thrown two interceptions on the same drive? They were both dropped. Uh, yeah, go on, go for it. As long as they name him the starter for next week against San Francisco, I'm going to rank him as a top 15 quarterback and probably for most of the rest of the season. We've just seen it over and over and over again. The Tampa Bay quarterback position, when you look at what they've done over a full game, and sure, there's games where Fitzpatrick only played a half, where Jameis only played a half, and they weren't very good, but over a full game, they've been awesome. And so I'm going to start the Tampa Bay quarterback. I, I just tell you, I've already done like a quick Week 12 quarterback ranking, and I have him ahead of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> wow. Uh, he's got San Francisco. They are really bad against the pass. And DJ Moore, was there anything you wanted to add on DJ Moore, Heath? Your second winner, 49% owned. Uh, he's awesome. And <laughs> I think like, I don't know that we talked enough about how good he was in this game. And if he gets seven to eight targets, he got eight in this game. If he gets seven to eight targets a week, he's going to be a must-start wide receiver. Yeah, it's just so tough because, you know, three of his last four games, he had less than 30 receiving yards. You know? Oh, I, I, I don't disagree with you. It has been tough. He didn't get the volume. There were a couple of weird things. They had one game against Tampa Bay where Ryan Fitzpatrick basically spotted them a 21 nothing lead or something. <laughs> um, and next week against Seattle may not be great, but down the stretch, especially when he gets the Saints and then Atlanta in week 15 and 16, he could be a championship winner. Okay. Dave, your winners are Gus Edwards, we've spoken about. Yeah, kind of obvious where where we are with Gus Edwards. It looks like he's going to be the new feature back, but not every down back for Baltimore. They will probably still mix in a little bit of Collins and and uh, Buck Allen, but it'll be mostly Gus Edwards, provided that he's actually, you know, good. And... The Colts DST is a winner for you. All right, that's a fun one. We don't get a lot of DSTs. I was I was impressed with how they played for four quarters. Certainly in the first half, they sacked Mariota four times. They knocked him out of the game with an injury. They've got the Dolphins next week. They've got the Jaguars after that. I, I think that they're a good streaming option. They're not going to be the best one, but they're going to be up there for the next couple of weeks. So if you whiff on, um, you know what? You, they might be second. Baltimore has already picked up in too many leagues. I take it back. They probably will be the best streaming unit that you could have in the week Patriots. 12. The Patriots against the Jets. They got dropped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, and then in week 13, they've got Jacksonville. That'll probably be second best then because Kansas City will play the Raiders when they come off their bye. You want to go that route again? We, we all fell for the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I, I'll, I'll, I'll fall for it. I, I like Kansas City's defense. Yeah. Okay. And then Jamie, your winners. Oh, Philip Lindsay. Uh, we talked about Traquan Smith. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add, but Lindsay was only started in 77% of leagues. Uh, yeah, he's, he's quite good, but only 11 carries. Were you discouraged by the fact that he only had 11 carries? Not at all. Cause he was awesome in those 11 carries. Plus he had four catches. So he was a, uh, 
It was a very productive game for Lindsey, uh, even with Royce Freeman scoring a touchdown. He's now played seven complete games with Royce Freeman, and he's been good in nearly all of them. So uh, I don't worry about Philip Lindsay. And th- th- honestly, I got a little bit nervous on Friday when when they lost uh, uh, Martinez. That the offensive lineman went down. Um, one of their their tackles got hurt with a torn ACL in practice. Um, I'm sorry, the guards got hurt in, in, with a torn ACL in practice, and uh, I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is this is now two offensive linemen that they've lost in recent right. weeks. But it didn't matter. Um, Chargers run defense did not look good. And Freeman had seven carries for 23 yards and a touchdown. He needs to have five carries. Uh, you know, he just needs to stop being involved. I wish they would just completely turn it over to Lindsey, give him 15 a game or more. Uh, but he was great. He had 11 carries, 79 yards, and two touchdowns, including a wildcat score. It's one of your uh, two best calls of the 2018 campaign. It, with the Jaguars? Yep. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, losers. Who's a loser, Jamie? Uh, Golden Tate, he played more. He was a little bit more involved, but that was just a, another bad performance. I, I'm not going to be surprised when he gets dropped in a lot of leagues. That well, was a bloodbath for Philly. He, yep. he led their, he led the team in receiving. Uh, I mean, Wentz was awful. This was an embarrassing game for them. So would, would you drop him for, would you drop him for the rookie receiver uh, we yes. talked about? Yes. Would, I, I would do that if he was your absolute worst player on your bench. I'm not trying to like. He's gonna be hate cut Golden Tate. He'll be among them, but what worries me more is their schedule. They've got the Giants next week, Washington after that, Dallas after that. Any of those matchups sound real good for Golden Tate? No, I mean that's what I'm saying. It's it's he's not some hit between him and Demarius Thomas. Those are two guys you could you could drop. And I gotta say, I you know I feel bad about all the hype I put on Alshon Jeffrey. I certainly. Look, look, every eagle let you down. Just 16% of people started Josh Adams. He was the only good one. Carson Wentz threw for 156 yards and three interceptions. But That's a winner, by the way, who? Josh Adams. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Still available in a little less than half of CBS Sports Leagues. Caught three passes. That was a role that we didn't necessarily foresee him having. Should uh, Philadelphia would be wise to start trying to be a little more balanced. Oh, you're starting him this week. It's a, it's a Giants? Giants defense Absolutely. that has allowed a touchdown to a running back in every game so far this year, and they made Peyton Barber look good today. Oh, they have been terrible since they traded Harrison. That's that's they were terrible all of a before that though. I mean, I I know I, their yards per carry was no, was, they weren't yeah, that yard, they, yards per carry. No, I'm serious, yeah. they weren't like YPC. That bad. You get that tattooed on your chest, didn't you? He had a hundred <laughs> yards on like eighteen carries. I'm just saying, it's awesome. They are now the Giants are now one of the best matchups for running backs. Yes. Um. Uh, what else? Oh, Adrian Peterson, an interesting loser for you. Um, is, is that tied to the Alex Smith injury? Of course. I mean, they have you know three offensive line injuries now, and then the quarterback is hurt. It's it, you know, look, he you got lucky that he scored the touchdown today. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Sixteen carries, fifty-one yards, and two touchdowns. Dave's losers are two wide receivers that are owned in more than ninety-five percent of leagues. Can we cut them, Dave? Deshaun Jackson and Calvin Ridley. It looks like with Jameis back, that's bad for Deshaun Jackson. The two have never they, – they've had their moments this year, but it, it hasn't been consistent enough, and I'm frustrated by Deshaun Jackson. Don't know when he's going to go off. Don't know when the matchups will be great. I might give him one more week, but if, if I have safer receivers, I'll go with them over Jackson against San Francisco. I guess I'll I'll do the litmus test being, you know, DJ Moore, Traquan Smith – Sutton's the only one who's widely owned. Would you drop Deshaun Jackson? And if they weren't, if they weren't playing San Francisco, the answer would be yes. Mm-hmm. What about Calvin? The answer Ridley? is yes for me. 
What about course. Calvin Ridley, guys, at New Orleans? Calvin Ridley, you can let go of. Okay, what, but are you worried that this is going to be a big week for him at New Orleans? Yeah, I'm not cutting. I'm not cutting Ridley. I am cutting Jackson. Yeah, I'll I'll do the opposite. Heath, two players on your list are both 95% owned or more. Are you cutting either of them, Corey Davis and Alex Collins? Let's find out what the report is on Marcus Mariota's elbow. But I, I referenced this last week as I was celebrating Corey Davis week. Um, mm-hmm. that We haven't had very many weeks with Marcus Mariota and Corey Davis both healthy. And we didn't get a full one this week. And if it's Blaine Gabbert that's going to be the starting quarterback for the Titans the rest of the year, I don't see any reason to hold on to Corey Davis. I still think he's a very talented wide receiver. I still like him in Dynasty, but I can't trust him with Blaine Gabbert as his quarterback. And I would probably, like, if I have Alex Collins, it's going to depend on who else is on my roster. I don't necessarily want to buy into the idea that he just lost his job, but it looks like he just lost his job. It's a pretty good matchup this week against the Raiders, though. And if you're curious what the Titans offense looked like with Blaine Gabbard starting earlier this year, they did go on the road. Uh, no, it was a home game, pardon me. They beat Houston 20-17. to That's actually their opponent this upcoming week at Houston. Gabbert was 13 of 29 for 117 yards. Yeah, that's bad. And a touchdown. That touchdown went to Tajay Sharp. Corey Davis had five catches for 55 yards on seven targets. And Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis combined for 32 carries for 98 yards and only one catch. Maybe you get more. I mean, it was a total dud for the for the Titans. Maybe you get more running, though, from them if Blaine Gabbert is starting going forward. Dave! You there? Did he leave? Yeah. Oh, bye, no, Dave. All right. Now I'm gone. Bye. Okay, bye. Got to go bye. Uh, we've got some news and notes for you. We're going to recap every game. We're going to look at the leaderboard. First, we're going to tell you about SeatGeek, an outstanding app that you need to have. It saves you time. It saves you money. It gets you to the game. It gets you to the concert, comedy, theater, whatever you need. Use the SeatGeek app. And if you want to save $20 on your first purchase, you download the SeatGeek app. And you use the promo code FFT. That promo code is FFT for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And I use it all the time because buying tickets online can be a real pain in the butt. And you want to make sure that you have a reputable website that's giving you guaranteed tickets. And that's what SeatGeek is. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. I just look for an event on SeatGeek. They bring in a whole bunch of results. They tell me immediately which seats are the best ones for my budget, which are the best values. And boom, I'm at the game, I'm at the concert, whatever it is, in just a few clicks. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code FFT for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. It's FFT. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. News and notes from week 11. Uh, Tennessee defensive coordinator Dean Pease was taken to the hospital during the first quarter. So we uh, hope for a speedy recovery from him, for him. Uh, Pittsburgh apparently told Le'Veon Bell that he would still get regular work in the passing game and he would spell James Conner in the run game. That's according to Jason Lock and Fora. They also told him they will use the trans- transition tag on him this offseason, and he was like, see you later. By the way, Pittsburgh's run defense was not so good in this game. They played without defensive lineman Stephon Tuitt. It seemed to make a difference. We'll check on his status as they get ready for Denver next week on the road. That was a great performance by Leonard Fournette today. I mean, you know, just the way that he... Did not have Brandon Linder there, their center. Uh huh. Still was dominant. And their right guard, AJ Can, left with a hamstring injury. So that they're on their fourth left tackle, no center. They're no starting center. Their right guard's out, and he just gets so much work. And he he leaped five yards into the end zone. 
Yeah, well, he got carried a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was still impressive. Did Eric Flowers play well? I didn't look enough to watch, but yeah, um, I don't know. The answer is always no to that question, Jamie. It seemed as if he he was a little bit rejuvenated. Maybe he's their fourth left tackle. Um, Derek Carr and John Gruden are frenemies, or maybe just enemies. They did not get along. They got into each other's grill pieces a lot. Also, they lost Brandon LaFell, who may have ruptured his Achilles. Hey, Jordan Reed caught a touchdown from Colt McCoy. Heath, what'd you make of this resurgent game from Jordan Reed, his best game of the year? Well, there's no more Alex Smith going to Vernon Davis instead of Jordan Reed, so I guess that's a semi-positive for Jordan Reed. And I don't think that Colton McCoy is necessarily like one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. He's a pretty good backup. He may be okay for Reed. All right. He's great for Reed. <laughs> he is? I mean, anything's better at this point. Reed's been terrible. Uh, that is true. Uh They have Dallas on the road on Thursday. Joey Boza made his 2018 debut. I didn't see the snap count, but he apparently just played on passing situations. Meanwhile, they lost. They're 0 and 1 with him. Corey Lugit. Yeah, that's a big deal, though. They lost Lugit. Uh, he was carted off the field Legit. in the first half. Lugit. I, yeah. dude, I hear it differently all the time, but I think you're right. I don't Legit. think the Chargers' run defense is Lugit without him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyron Smith lift off, limped off late in the fourth quarter. He looked fine. Meanwhile, Philadelphia had a really rough day in addition to getting blown out. Jason Kelsey, their center, left in the first half. Two defensive backs. They already – Ronald Darby's on IR. They already are depleted in the secondary. Two more left, Devontae Maddox and Rasul Douglas. Giants defensive end Kerry Wynn left with a concussion. Uh, Jacksonville right guard AJ Can told you about that one. Hamstring injury. Saints right guard Larry Warford was evaluated for a concussion. As they have a quick week, they have a quick turnaround against Atlanta. It doesn't seem to matter who they lose on the offensive line. Houston had two offensive linemen go down with an injury. They're both guards uh, left pretty early in the game, one in the first quarter, one in the second. And here are just some quick notes for you. The Texans are the first team to win seven straight games after starting 0-3 since Jamie, what year? 1925, 1952, or 1972? 1972. 1925 is the last time a team went 0-3 and won seven straight. I thought the Dolphins went 0-3 and 72. <laughs> I don't think that's what the record was. Uh, Colt center Ryan Kelly left with a knee injury in the fourth quarter. Andrew Luck has not been sacked. Jamie in 200, 214, or 243 consecutive dropbacks? Oh, uh, 23 quarters, however many dropbacks that has been. I'll give you the, I'll give you the correct answer. 214. And Andrew Luck also tied Dan Marino for the third most consecutive games with three or more touchdown passes. He's amazing. Seven. Yep. On Saturday, Dave and I talked about it. He's third and MV- he'd be my number three MVP behind Mahomes and Breeze. Um, yeah, but he's already locked up comeback player of the year. I have a question for you. Um, I know you don't like me talking about the Sunday night game, but Anthony Miller scored a touchdown. Ooh. So just because we talked about the young receivers, I think it's worth putting him in that conversation for anybody that's listening. Sure, sure. So, so where is he with those guys? I would still probably put him behind Traquan Smith and DJ Moore in terms of upside. But he is right there. I think there's a top three. And you don't think it's Sutton in that top three? I just I, I I think he's held back by his quarterback. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Heath, you want to jump in there? Yeah, I mean, we talk about what Traquan did, and he did it on ten targets. DJ Moore saw eight targets. Cortland Sutton had a very good game, didn't score a touchdown, and saw six targets in the game. I I don't think there's a much chance that he gets more targets than Sanders moving forward. So I would put him behind those groups. Okay. 
Time for the dropo meter. Let's see if you're ready to drop these guys. John Brown. Jackson, yes. John, John Brown, 86% owed. 10. 10. Uh, Willie Sneed with his typical 5 for 50. Uh, and threw a little receiver. fit on the sideline. Did he throw a fit? Uh, apparently he and Michael Crabtree both had words with John Harbaugh, hmm, uh, upset over their lack of passing. <laughs> uh, you know what? After this segment, I think we need to talk more about, uh, about that offense and Lamar Jackson. Demarius Thomas, 97% owned, 0 to 10. 10. 10. Sterling Shepard, 91% owned. 6. Yeah, 6. Yeah, they're, uh, they're trying to be a running team out of the bye. I wonder why. And it's, it's worked against San Francisco and Tampa Bay. I don't know if it's going to work at Philadelphia and then Chicago and then at Washington and then Tennessee. Well, and their after, next after Philly's last two games, are you really worried about their run defense? Uh, you know, against the Giants offensive line, I think it'll be fine. But it, you know, that's well, the thing with, with Shepard is that he's got five targets in his last oh, two Oh, I'm games. not talking about Shepard. I'm talking about Saquon. I'm more, I'm, Saquon, you know, is gonna be fine whether he does it as a runner or a passer or a receiver. I'm talking about Shepard just in terms of the Giants haven't really thrown the ball as much as they did before the bye because they're trying to run it more. Well, it's also they're playing opponents that they've had a lead against. Exactly, exactly, which is why Shepard might actually get a little better. It's a, it's a great matchup. Uh, you realize that if the Giants win this don't, game, don't, same don't, record. Don't. Same record as Philadelphia. <laughs> I know, I thought you were gonna say they could make the playoffs. No, <laughs> well, I mean look. It, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that much of a stretch with the way the NFC East is right now. Yeah, there are three games. The Redskins have a one game lead over the Cowboys. I don't think anybody's going to pick the Redskins now, which means the Cowboys have a two game lead over the over the last place team. So it is somewhat open, but the, the Cowboys. I, I'm still going to take the Eagles. I think they got to fix. It's wide open. The Eagles looked awful. Did Doug Peterson comment on who the starting quarterback will be next week? <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted, I cannot believe that Carson Wentz is in the game, and I got back several. Well, they have to protect Nick Foles. Troy <laughs> <laughs> Aikman actually talked about that on the broadcast. He he liked it. He said they got to get their offense fixed, so leave them in in garbage time. That was terrible. Devin Funches, zero to ten. Ten. A. All right, man. There's a lot of guys that are ninety percent owned that you can bid adieu to. So, what do you think of Lamar Jackson? I I think he's going to run for more yards than throw every week he starts. What do you think? Well, he didn't do that today. He didn't. No. Oh crap! He ended up. I think he's going to be pretty close in rushing and and (laughs) (laughs) passing yards every week that he plays. What do you guys think? I think that uh, he's got a a very nice floor because of what his running will be, but he does not have a very high ceiling. I will just say, with his frame, if he runs twenty-seven times a game in the NFL, we're we're going to be talking about RG three pretty quick. I'm kind of obsessed with uh with Lamar Jackson. I think he's amazing. His longest run was 21 yards and he's capable of like anything. Anything as a rusher. He is so talented. Um but I like him know, next week. They're and 13 out of 19, I did not think he could pull that off. Granted, well they were short throws. I know, but you know a lot of them were like he's scrambling around, defense breaks down, he finds somebody. So, just it's a pretty interesting experiment to have your quarterback run 27 times. Absolutely. It's a bad experiment. I don't is it? Yeah, 27's a lot. Like I think it's I I like Lamar Jackson. I think he's super talented. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. 
I'm just saying he's not he's not Cam Newton. He's not built like a guy that can take hits yeah. from linebackers that many times and hold up to it. He is a better runner than Cam Newton, though. He's yes. You heard it here, folks. Okay, he is a better runner in terms of open field running than Cam Newton. Right. But he cannot hold up. I don't believe he can hold up to that type of yeah. beating. No, it's a, it's a good point. It's a good point. And it makes their passing game practically irrelevant unless you want 10 PPR points from Snead. But maybe he gets a little better. I mean, the other thing was that the Bengals really are just dreadful. But uh, who do they have? They have Oakland next week, and then they're at Atlanta. They're at Kansas City. They're home against I, I don't Bay. think he's a – if you miss on Jameis, I don't think he's a bad fallback option if you don't have Mahomes or Goff next week. The only two quarterbacks on the bike. All right, let's take a look at the leaderboard here in Fantasy Week 11. All right, Dak Prescott is your number one co- – uh, Drew Brees is your number one quarterback. <laughs> he's so good. It's ridiculous. It was basically a primetime game. Yeah. You know. What did I say on the on the radio show, Heath? With daylight savings? Was that with you? <laughs> yeah, I think that was, yes. Yeah. I said, you know, you factor in daylight savings, it's just, you know, it's dark enough. <laughs> I mean, but again, he threw 30 passes. It's like you have to stop. We Obviously, nobody's doing it anymore, but shouldn't even consider the pass attempts because he's just so good and playing at such an unbelievable level. Drew Brees. He, he's, he's number one again next week. Cam Newton. Uh, number two, uh, predictable, great game. Took a little while, but he looked bad early. I mean, what did they score? Nineteen points or twenty uh, points? Yes. Twenty points? Nineteen. He threw for three hundred fifty-seven yards with three touchdowns, and they scored nineteen points. How is that possible? Very strange game. Uh, Andrew Luck is three. Andrew Luck has scored like twenty-seven or more fantasy points in six straight games. Seven straight, straight, games. straight, Seven straight, straight games. games. Wow. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is four right now, and then fifth, Philip Rivers, who had 401 passing yards, and Ben Roethlisberger. Somehow, they, that was amazing. They got shut out in the first half for the first time in 33 games, and Ben Roethlisberger is currently your number five quarterback. He'll the be way that Jacksonville eight. lost that game is just amazing because that's the way that they want to play. Oh, run Rely the ball, on your defense, right, run right. the ball. And they could not get a first down on third and five when you're trying to kill the clock. And they gave the ball back to Pittsburgh. I will just say Mitchell Trubisky is coming. He may be number five. Oh, yeah? Big game? Uh, So anything on this list? I mean, Andy Dalton is number seven with 22 fantasy. It wasn't a great week as of now. It was a bad week yeah. for quarterbacks. Yeah, I well, I, I think, you know, from Dalton's perspective, if he gets A.J. Green back, which it sounds like he's going to next week, Against Cleveland, you're going to like him. Yeah, that's a good point. 211 yards, two touchdowns for Dalton at Baltimore, 22. And not one of them went to Tyler Boyd, but another one went to John Ross. Another one went to Ross. He should be in that young receiver discussion. I know it's his second year, but. Yeah, but once Green comes back, right, like you're not going to you're not gonna want. Most likely, but, you know, he's going to probably cut into at least Green and, and Boyd if he stays relevant. All right, how about a look at the top running backs this week? Saquon Barkley, I lost the bet this week, Jamie. Congratulations. Um, the Barkley versus Gordon bet. Saquon Barkley, big game. Two catches, but 33 fantasy points in non-PPR, 35 in PPR. Ezekiel Elliott, any running back with a big workload against uh, the Falcons. 15 or more carries, it's your ticket to a win. Uh, Zeke got it done. Uh, he was awesome. He had seven catches for 79 yards. I mean, he might have... I don't know what, 70 yard, 70 catch season? Yeah. I don't know what he's on pace for now. 
Better okay. than Cole Beasley. So, <laughs> Aaron Jones, three. Mark Ingram, four. Philip Lindsay, five. And Ingram could have been better. He had three opportunities at the end of the game at the goal line, and they shut him out. And Lindsay is actually four in PPR. So what do you guys think about Ingram? He He's basically like 16 touches a game. Should I stop asking starter sit Mark Ingram? Uh, you're yes. starting him every week. Yeah. Start him every week. He'll have, like, we say start him every week to a lot of guys, and one out of three or four weeks, they're going to have a bad week. But Mark Ingram, you start every week. Looking further down on this list, Peyton Barber, 18 carries, 106 yards, and a touchdown. When he's he hasn't had that many good matchups, he's actually had a pretty tough schedule this year. Mm-hmm. Do you think Peyton Barber is going to be a little more useful than we may have thought? Especially as long as Ronald Jones is out, yes. Because at some point they're going to have to go into a little bit of a discovery mode. Like, is Ronald Jones worth the investment that they put on him with the second round pick? Yeah, and, and, and I felt like Jones got close this week. I kind of think Jones is probably back next week. Well, uh, Peyton Barber is only 72% owned. There's a possibility to pick him up, and he's got the 49ers this week. Could be, uh, could be a good game for him. To the wide receivers, your leaders at the wide receiver position this week. T.Y. Hilton! Hey, I, I, I want to know if that was the longest pass that Andrew Luck threw, like, in the air all year. I bet it was. It was perfect. T.Y. Yep. He, he, first off, dumb, dumb, dumb to try and do the indie special. <laughs> yes, dumb. Ebron. Dumb. And, well, luck is, luck yeah. is playing out of his mind. He's not getting touched because the offensive line is so good. And you put him in a situation where he could take an unnecessary hit or as he showed you diving for that pass. Right, right. Like if he lands on his shoulder and messes it up again, yeah. everything that you've done since that terrible start is out the window and you set your franchise back. I don't understand that. In fairness to the Colts, that was the only time Eric Ebron touched the ball. Yes, <laughs> yes. And you know what's interesting is I, I think I sort of half heard this. Right? I wish I had heard it more clearly. But I think the announcers said that they spoke to Frank Reich and Frank Reich had mentioned that Eric Ebron might be used as a decoy in this game. Either Reich said that or the announcers gathered that from what they were talking to Reich about. So that was really interesting, and that was in like the second quarter or something like that. I heard that I think, and he ended up with without a target. He did have one pass attempt, uh, but that is it. So Ty Hilton number one, uh, Ty Hilton or Keenan Allen? Heath, who would you rather have? Keenan Allen. Okay, good. I hope you're right about that. DJ Moore, Traquan Smith, Mike Evans. Even without the fumble recovery, Mike Evans had 120 yards and a touchdown with six catches, and Kenny Galladay. Two big games in a row, eight catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. He and Julio Jones, Antonio Brown. I mean, that list of Evans, Galladay, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham, they're all consecutive. Again, Evans, Galladay, Julio, Brown, Adams, Thomas, Beckham. Those are most of your elite wide receivers, and then Kenny Galladay. And Hopkins scored, just didn't have a big day. True. Uh, but my question was about Galladay, and I know you don't put him up there with Evans and Julio and Brown, et cetera. I think we should. But what if Jones plays? Because he he only he got good last week when Jones went out. I think. Like, is is he going to be hurt by Marvin Jones's return if that happens? I I think so. But go back to what Heath just said about Mark Ingram. You're starting Kenny Galladay once again <clears throat> for at least the next two or three weeks. 
And if he starts to struggle again, then you'll start to, you know, reevaluate. But I think it's got to be at least a two-game sample size before you pull him out of your lineup. Like, you're starting him next week. I know it's against Chicago, but he did just have a big game against the Bears two weeks ago. And you have to see, I think, a, a, another three-game slide. Maybe not the wake three weeks. I would say if he comes off a bad game with Marvin Jones, then maybe you reevaluate in week 13. But for week 12, he's in your lineup. I, I think it's really interting. They play the Bears and they play the Rams. You obviously start them against the Rams. Those uh, last, Talib, Talib could be back, though, for that game. Those last three games of the year, they get three teams that have one really good corner. The Cardinals, the Bills, the Vikings. Mm. If Marvin Jones is back, who are those teams putting the number one corner on? It's a great question. Well, Peterson doesn't shadow, right? No, he does now. The other, oh, he does now? He's gone back and forth. Okay. The other guys do. That's, uh, that's a good, that's a good call. All right. And your top tight ends this week. Off the top of my head, I feel like this was a dreadful week for tight ends. Or it was you know, awful. just a week. Zach Ertz. Ugh. Yeah. Hey man, the Saints are so good against tight ends. They're going to get to everything. They're, that team right now, the way that they're playing, if the playoffs go through them in the NFC, good luck. And where's the Super Bowl this year? It's in Atlanta. In Atlanta. It's inside. They'll tear it up there. Uh, so the, the Rams better keep winning to host them. Zach Ertz had two catches. Yeah, Saints, Saints Colts is going to be a hell of a Super Bowl. <laughs> Colts are two games back, man. Like they're, the Colts look, look great. They'll get a wild card, I think. Uh, Gates, Antonio Gates had five catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> he looked good. He looked big. Are you going to put him in your waiver wire column? Uh, they get the Cardinals this week who just made Jared, uh, Jared Cook look good. So yes. Jared Cook, three catches, 31 yards, and a touchdown. He's their third best tight end this week. Hmm. Uh, Jordan Reed, number two. Jordan Reed is still very, very owned, but he might be available in some leagues. Vance McDonald, three catches, 27 yards, and a touchdown. O.J. Howard had a nice game. I think Cameron Brait will be a popular pickup if, if Howard's out. Sure. Um, Howard looks like second in yards this week. Gates had 80, and Howard had 78. And Ingram was up there in yards. Ingram had 66. He had two catches for 66 yards. He had the third most yards at the position going into the Sunday night games. He got 50-something on one play. Uh, do you see any reason to stick to keep Evan Ingram? No. Okay. Yeah, he had a 54-yard catch and a 12-yard catch in this game. And that's tight end. Let's go to the games. Uh, Houston 23, Washington 21. Uh, well, Jamie, I think I might lose a week because I started Watson over Roethlisberger, so you were right. Uh, uh-huh. Watson throws 25 passes every game, 24 passes, like very consistently. Can we trust the guy who throws the ball so little and has been very inconsistent with rushing? Well, he's facing the Titans defense that uh, I thought was a little overrated and proved to be a little bit overrated. Um, he had a good game against them the last time these two teams met, so... um I would start Jameis over him. Um, you could consider Eli Manning against the Eagles over him if you want. But he's in that top 15 range of quarterbacks for this week. Um, we'll see how his offensive line looks. But, you know, he's got two legitimate receivers now. I think it's, you know, Hopkins and, and, and QT will help his his passing numbers. Not to the same level that Will Fuller did, but yeah. you don't have to worry about his receiving core. Heath Lamar Miller got 20 carries, 86 yards, you know. Kind of a typical Lamar Miller game, but with a few more carries. Like that, like I said, the two two guards got hurt for them. <clears throat> Thoughts on Lamar Miller going forward? 
Yeah, I mean, it was really interesting because we were worried about Alfred Blue, and Alfred Blue was not a, really a factor in this game at all. It was pretty much all Lamar Miller. I think he's going to be a matchup-dependent number two running back moving forward, and you can pretty much count on him being in that 25 to 30 range in the rankings. Uh, the matchup against Tennessee is not very good, but Marlon Mack scored a touchdown. I thought he looked great. Who? Just watching Lamar Miller, okay. he looked like he was shot out of a cannon almost every time he touched the ball. Hmm. Well, they're coming off a bye, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I was going to make Marlon Mack a loser. Final line looked encouraging because he had a lot more carries than everybody else. I don't know why I'm skipping ahead to this. So we'll get to that game in a bit. But uh I just think there's way too much Naheem Hines for my taste. And Mack got pretty lucky to score a touchdown because Hines was in. Inside the 10 for like two or three plays in a row. And then there was an offsides penalty that gave him first and goal at the two. And then they brought Mac in and then he scored the touchdown. Uh, I, I know it was a tough matchup and we were. You are starting him a hundred percent this week. They are oh, against the Dolphins. Yes. I hope they really feature him though. There's just way too much Hines for me. And then Wilkins got a touchdown. A nice Wilkins run. for two weeks in a row has ripped off a big run. Yeah. Okay, back to this game. Uh, final question: Who would you rather have rest of season, Lamar Miller or Adrian Peterson? Still Peterson, but it's close. Heath. Y- yeah, I think I'll still say, I'll stay with Peterson. Okay. Pittsburgh twenty, Jacksonville sixteen. Steelers uh, only had the ball for twenty-two minutes and twenty seconds, and they still won. Uh, I think. I I'm wondering. I, it's just like I know the Jacksonville passing game isn't that exciting, but can we just think like? Never again are we buying in because they just want to run the ball a ton. Is that fair? I mean, they want to play the way they played today. That's just the nature of it. You know, they, they if you were to say before the game, how do you want this game to go? Quarterback, opposing quarterback's going to turn the ball over. We're going to hit them a lot. Uh, we're going to limit what they, they do. We're going to dominate time of possession. We're going to run for over 150 yards as a team. You'd sign up Doug Marone for that all day long. They are at Buffalo next week. I'm going to set the over-under on 16 and a half pass attempts. <laughs> there were 18 in we this saw, game. We, we, we saw it in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't, there's not uh, that much to take away, but I guess another terrible rush average for Leonard Fournette. He did lead the team in receiving with 46 yards on two catches. Heath, what do you think about Fournette going forward? We, we call him a, a sell high on Wednesday show. He looked better in this game than he did in his first game back, and we got a little bit of pushback in saying sell high because it was his first game back. I don't think he's going to be very efficient next week against Buffalo, but it's another week. He had 30 touches in this game, right? Yep, 28. He, he was I'm not sure it matters. He, he had was 30 averaging, touches. He was he was averaging six yards per carry at half. So wow. he, the, 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 the grind it out in the fourth quarter, that's what lowered his yards per carry. They knew he was running. I mean, obviously they knew he was running. Every, everybody knew he was running, but they, they did a much better job in terms of getting him in space. And I thought he looked great in the first half. For the season, Fournette is about 30, about, excuse me, 70, 72 carries, about three yards per carry. Uh, but yeah, if he gets this much work, it just won't matter. And Carlos Hyde, yeah, I mean, eight carries, whatever, you don't need, you don't need to own him. Indianapolis 38, Tennessee 10. Well, James Conner, I think, is worth looking at because okay. this was a terrible game for him. And he had one of the worst drops you'll see. Right. He could have had a touchdown catch. He should have had a touchdown catch. And he only had nine carries. Jacksonville's run defense has been really good the last two weeks after their bye. Can we forgive it for James Conner? 
Well, the schedule's not easy at all for them moving forward for the entire Pittsburgh team. Now, you know, clearly you're not going to get away from the two receivers and you're not going to bench James Conner, but you know, it, it may not be as rosy as it has looked at times this year. And you, you've talked about this, Adam, and, and they did a decent job today. Denver's run defense is good. It is. That's yeah. who he faces next week on the road. Yeah, it could be a tough one. After that, I think you'll be cool with him against the Chargers, Raiders, and Patriots. Uh, you're gonna be, you're gonna start him anyway, but. Of course, yeah. but, you know, it's just, you know, you hope there was no lingering effects of the concussion, and, you know, you also gotta wonder is, now that the Le'Veon Bell situation is settled, does he relax a little bit? No. I don't think, I don't think that'll be the case, but you never know how players are. It's true. Alright, Colts 38, Titans 10. Deion Lewis, Derrick Henry, Heath, your thoughts? Lewis had 10 carries for 24 yards, Henry had 9 for 46. And it kind of lost in this is like, Deion Lewis has actually not been running the ball very well. I know he's been good for fantasy lately, but per yards per carry, tattooed on my chest, not very good for Deion Lewis. I think this is a situation where they Derrick Henry got the majority of the carries in the fourth quarter because this game was already decided. When I saw at the beginning of the fourth quarter, Henry was at like three carries for 18 yards, and Lewis was at 10 for 24, and Lewis didn't get another carry in the game. So I don't think it was a situation where they went to Henry because Lewis was ineffective. It was already a four or five score game at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think Deion Lewis is going to be a borderline number two running back. The thing is, though, if Blaine Gabbert's the starting quarterback, you don't start a Titan. You, I will co-sign that 100%. I guess my counter to that would be, well, last time Blaine Gabbert started, they ran the ball like, what did I say? Like they combined for 35 carries or something close to that. They might just run the ball. So 32 carries. You know, that's not. Yeah, but if you're just looking at it the way the game went for the Texans today, you're counting that that's going to be Derrick Henry scoring two touchdowns then. Yeah, they are at the Texans next week. All right, and for Indianapolis, is there anything else here? We talked about Marlon Mack. Luck. Dontrell Inman in deeper leagues. Yeah. Yeah, he's had some. Some nice games in a row. 40, uh, 34 yards and a touchdown. And then two weeks ago it was 52 yards. Last week it was 41 yards. It's, it's going to be a really game. tough thing next week ranking the Colts tight ends because great, great, great matchup against the Dolphins. They've been awful against tight ends this year, but it's going to be hard to rank Eric Ebron very high. But you're still starting him though. Yeah. I mean, how, how many people want to drop Eric Ebron at this point to pick up who? Well, Vance McDonald, 75% owned, something like okay, that. Okay, but that's not available in a lot of leagues. No, it's not. I mean, but I would do that if it was an option. You would? Okay. I would. Jack Doyle, 75 You're not, you're not dropping it for Antonio Gates. No. No. Alright, Dallas 22. Oh, how about John U. Smith? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Dallas 22, Atlanta 19. Amari Cooper. Terrible game. They were all duds. Except for Zeke? Yeah. What do you make of it? Uh, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I mean, look, Cooper is, you know, a number two receiver for a reason. He, I, I think, I'll go back to what he said about Mark Ingram. You're starting into, uh, Cooper most weeks and there are going to be some duds along the way. So, what about Matt Ryan, Tevin Coleman, Calvin Ridley? We talked about him earlier. All duds. Austin Hooper, dud. I'm pretty much starting all of them next week against the Saints. Yep, agree. Okay. Giants 38. 
you're probably the, the one thing about Ridley is sorry, you're, you're probably not starting him across the board just because it's everybody's back except for those two teams, the Rams and the Chiefs. So right. you may not have to start Ridley, but he's he's in that number three receiver conversation. All right, Giants thirty-eight, Tampa Bay thirty-five, Bonanza. And we've spoken about the quarterback situation, Peyton Barber. Any receiver? Uh, we mentioned you can drop Deshaun Jackson, but other than Evans, do you want to own Chris Godwin or Adam Humphreys? Humphreys had sixty yards and a touchdown. Godwin had three catches for fifty yards. I mean, Godwin's best numbers have come with Fitzpatrick more so than with Jameis. So if you want to move on from Godwin, I certainly understand that. But uh Humphreys is not going to be somebody you own. Okay. He's in that Inman conversation. You know, he had the one big game against Carolina a few weeks ago, and then he disappeared. Congratulations to him, though, setting a career high for touchdowns in a season. I would say he did have a, a three. He had a four-game stretch where Adam Humphreys had 76 to 82 yards in three of those four games. And I do wonder how much of it coincided with Jameis Winston. Might have been a mix. But he's, you know, he is pretty unreliable. Eli Manning. 17 of 18, 231 yards and two touchdowns, only 21 fantasy points, uh, but that's actually not so bad this week. Is the party over for Eli Manning? I think it's going to be an interesting week for him. I don't think a lot of people are starting him in one quarterback leagues at Philly, but in two quarterback leagues, he's definitely on the table because that Eagle secondary is a disaster right now. Yep, it's They've got nobody. An utter mess. Yep, that's a good point. We can go through Eli's history at link at the link uh, at a later date. Last year was good. Other than that, it was a haunted house. And you can drop Evan Ingram if you need to, and uh, Sterling Shepard uh, needs more targets. Baltimore twenty-four, Cincinnati twenty-one. What do you make of Joe Mixon with twelve carries for fourteen yards and a touchdown, and three catches for thirty-eight yards? He has not got. He's twenty-three carries over his last two games for Mixon. If your trade deadline has not passed, buy low. Yeah, because you still believe the schedule it? Gets, huh? You still believe it? Yeah. Cleveland this week? Yeah. And if A.J. Green comes back as expected? Right, it'll help him. Absolutely. The, the last two weeks were as brutal as it gets. Who was last week? Why am I forgetting? New Orleans. Oh, yeah. That's bad. Uh, Tyler Boyd. Heath, your thoughts on Tyler Boyd? I mean, they looked at him a lot more often in this game. It, he wasn't as efficient, but it was a terrible matchup against Baltimore. I'm probably still going to start him against Cleveland next week, whether A.J. Green's there or not. For the Ravens, Lamar Jackson is 28% owned, and we said if you, if you can't pick up Jameis Winston, he's not a bad fallback. But who would you prioritize, Eli Manning or Lamar Jackson? Uh, Lamar Jackson. I'll go format. If it's a four-point-per-pass touchdown league, I'll go Lamar. If it's six, I'll go Eli. Do you guys want to pick up Willie Sneed? No. Mm-mm. I mean, we, we rattled off so many of these young receivers, and, you know, we really haven't gotten fully into it yet with some of the rest of the guys that, you know, I, I, I think in in 14, 16-team leagues, you know, Willie Sneed, Dontrell Inman, those type of guys, that's where they're relevant. You can put Sneed at the top of the group, that's fine, but you're not you're not looking at him and saying, this is a league winner for me. No, this is like this is the time of year that you're trying to win leagues. He, he's a great floor play, but that doesn't really excite you this time of year. He's a pretty good play when there are six teams on by. <laughs> but, right. Yeah, it's those days are done. So we go to uh what game are we at? I think we're at Detroit, Carolina. Detroit twenty, Carolina nineteen. Let me ask you this. 
is there any running back you'd be interested in if Carryon Johnson is out multiple weeks? Theo Riddick in PPR? You wouldn't care about LeGarrette? LeGarrette plotted seven carries for one yard. No, um, I mean, Carryon Johnson has been awesome. He really has been awesome. And he was on his way to just a monster game before he got hurt. So I'm hopeful that it's just a knee sprain. He goes through this week, doesn't play, and he's back out there in week 12. But you have to be a little bit worried that, you know, this could be something worse. So that would probably, that could help Matthew Stafford, you know? I mean, have to throw the ball a little bit more. Sure. And by the way, kudos to Matt Patricia for practicing outdoors. Mm -hmm. It obviously paid off in a big, big way because you froze Ron Rivera's brain. Do you, uh, he went, he made the right call by going for two. Do you think? You're, you're, I mean, Adam, come why? on. Why? Why? How is that a good call? We've had this conversation twice this year now. This has happened twice. Yeah. It's not worked twice and you've been wrong twice. Okay, but it, it has worked other times where teams go for two. What's the percentage of going for two? It's like 55% or something like that, right? The, 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 the reason you go, the, the time you go for two, you remember the Raiders Saints game as season opener? I think it was three years ago, four I, years ago. I do, I do. And it was like 45, 30, whatever it was, and the Raiders came back. That's when you go for two. You are the or, better team. When the other team does not have time to go down and get a field goal, because Detroit. What does that matter? Who cares? If they kick a field goal in a tie game or if they're losing by one, the end result is the same. That because is relevant. Matt you keep says, Carolina. If they're behind by one, they're going to use four downs to try to get into field goal territory. If they're tied, they're only going to use three downs to try to get into field goal territory. They will not be as aggressive. You're much more likely to go to overtime in a tie game. If they're down by one with three timeouts, they are kicking a field goal. Who, who, Adam, who would you have taken in overtime to win that game? Uh, oh, come on. Without Carryon Johnson, I would have taken Carolina. With Carryon Johnson, you would have taken Carolina. Why? Carolina was not playing very well. They're playing like crap, like crap in that game. I mean, at the time in the game, where it was. But you, you do leave yourself at the whims of the coin toss a little bit there too, you know? You lose the toss, they go down and score a touchdown, it's over. If you, if they made that, Detroit was kicking a field goal. They were losing. How do you know they were getting into field goal range? They, they get four downs. You're not stopping them on four downs. Oh, you're not stopping them on four downs, but you feel so confident that they're going to overtime and winning. You don't feel confident they can stop them on one drive in regulation, but they're definitely going to win in overtime. If, if if they win the coin toss and go kick a field goal, first off, they don't have four downs in overtime because they're going to punt it. But if they do, overtime keeps going. I'm going to amend what I said. I'm glad Ron Rivera did it because I'm glad that they lost because now it makes that Seattle-Carolina game so much more exciting next week because those two teams are now fighting for a wild card. You don't think Ron Rivera was thinking about that, thinking about all of us out there? I appreciate there? that. There I'm, I'm glad that they lost the game to allow Seattle back into it and make it more of an exciting matchup in week number 12. I feel bad for Panthers fans. Though. If I'm in a super deep league, am I picking up Dontrell Inman or Curtis Samuel? Dontrell Inman. Yeah. Are you starting Matthew Stafford rest of season? Other than maybe a Ram, the Rams game. He, boy, does he have a bad schedule. No. Okay. Denver 23, Los Angeles 22. Chargers had the ball for 37 minutes, 49 seconds. They had no business losing this game. We mentioned Philip Lindsay. Um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, it, at the end of the season, it's going to look like Emmanuel Sanders, right? Like, kind of false hope, not consistent. What do you make of him? He's not a number one. 
And I'm not saying that Demarius Thomas was better than him because clearly that was not the case, but he needs somebody to help him draw coverage. And he needs someone to throw to him. That's and a better quarterback, yes. Uh, Jeff Hireman, do you still believe in him? I would fire him. <laughs> Jeff Fireman. Fireman. Uh, River, do you have anything to say about the Chargers? No. Uh, no. No, not really, right? Do you see a reason to own Ty- Tyrell Williams is 86% owned. Cripes. That's a lot of ownership. He's, he's uh, he's Traquan Smith with not as much upside. And Mike Williams is 61% owned. And he had three catches over his previous four games, and he had two in this one. Oakland 23, Arizona 21. Uh, I guess Arizona probably had no business losing this game. Nah, I disagree with that. Stupid stick. Rewind. There, there was, there was a, a shot of Josh Rosen on the sideline as the Raiders got the ball. And he's like, uh, maybe it was when they got, it was after the big play to, um, was it Seth Roberts? Before they got down close. It was right, they got right outside field goal range. I think it was Seth Roberts. And he, he said to somebody, he goes, they're going to miss this kick. They have to miss this kick. Really? <laughs> like he was like begging for it. Nah, it didn't work. Uh, actually the Raiders had the ball for 36 minutes and one second. Um, yeah, I, you know, Doug Martin averaged five yards per carry. Jalen Richard averaged six yards per carry. DeAndre Washington averaged about three yards per carry. But they I believe, the ball well. uh, you, you would know this. It's the first game in Jalen Richard's career with 10 plus yes, carries, right? It is. It is 11 carries, 61 yards, three catches, 32 yards. And he's had 32 or more receiving yards in all but one game. Be interesting to see what happens. It, I saw Martin on the field. I feel like, like at the end of the game. I feel like it's not a serious injury, but I also feel like this was your opportunity to get something out of Martin, and he's got the Chiefs in two weeks. Maybe that helps. Uh Brandon LaFell caught a touchdown but tore his Achilles, so maybe tore his Achilles. They're, they're hoping that's not the case, but they fear that. So I don't know. I have nothing to say about the Raiders, guys. I'm sorry. Anything? I mean, Seth much, Roberts in deeper leagues, I guess. How much fun is it that we had all those double-digit target games for Larry Fitzgerald where he didn't score a touchdown? And in this game, he catches two balls, and they're both touchdowns. They are a much more interesting team to talk about. David Johnson had a big game, 25 carries, 137 yards, one catch. But Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk. Did you see his uh, his almost touchdown? The one that got called back? Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, Heath, I think that was the biggest impact Ricky Seals-Jones had all day. This was the <laughs> – was it holding on him? Yeah. Oh, jerk. This was a great matchup, obviously. What do you think about the Cardinals' offense going forward? It's bad. You but think it's bad? I, I don't think it's very good. And they've the weird thing is they've been a very low volume offense so far this year. We talk about the number of pace and the number of plays teams run. The Cardinals were running like fifty four plays a game, and I kind of assumed that would change playing the Raiders because they'd shut them down and have the ball for longer. Once again, the Cardinals not running any plays at all. Um, yeah, I, I think it's bad. Like David Johnson's awesome. Larry Fitzgerald's a fine low end number two wide receiver, and you hope you have the lottery with Christian Kirk. Would you guys rather have Larry Fitzgerald or Emmanuel Sanders rest of the season? Uh still Sanders. Yeah. Okay. Saints forty eight, Eagles seven. How much faith do you have in the Eagles offense right now? I just to put things in perspective, Carson Wentz. Had been very good for fantasy. 22 or more fantasy points in six straight games entering week 11. Not that 22 is so good, but it's a pretty damn good floor. Uh, they were embarrassed in this game. But how much faith do you have in the Eagles offense going forward? 
I still think you're starting Wentz more times than not, especially this week against the Giants. Um, I would say the same about Alshon Jeffrey. And Zach Ertz clearly is, is dominant. Um, I'm excited about Josh Adams. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they have four legitimate guys that you're going to, you know, three you're going to start and one you should be looking to start as at least a flex against the Giants this week. Like Aguilar and Tate are droppable. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Heath, I think I'm done. Should I be done? Let's finish this up. Okay, we're done, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You forgot that one game, though. Oh, which game? I forgot a game? Yeah, it's the uh, the G G B. <laughs> oh, Green Bay. Yes, got to go back. See you later, Jamie. See you later, Heath. See you later, listeners. We'll talk to you on Tuesday with the waiver wire.